All right, I'm going to invite Pastor Matt and Pastor Josh up with me. Uh, this morning, uh, we're uh, going to approach this, uh, this message time a little bit differently uh, because um, uh, we're, as Josh is going to share in a moment, we're, we're launching uh, a, a new a campaign. And so we, uh, we, we thought we'd tag team it this morning uh, and just share some pieces about uh, what, what's ahead for us. And so uh, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Josh, and he's going to... And, and by the way, doesn't he look good after spending like the last uh, 36 hours with about a dozen junior high kids? <laughs> Plus how many thousand that were in the arena with you guys? It was loud. It was loud? Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was energetic. He told me this morning in the first service, he kind of had that look for a minute. He was yeah. glazed over. If I get that at all today, uh, just ignore me. I'm recovering. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today we are rolling out this new aspect of life at home. Uh, we've been mentioning life at home uh, here and there as, as we've been sermons and in uh, different places on life share. Um, and, and if you haven't gotten it yet, if you, you, you're new here and you haven't heard what, what Life at Home is, um, essentially Life at Home is a resource. And it is, it is our way of, of trying to provide you with as much capability to make Jesus a part of your everyday life as a family, as an individual. And so what we understand as leaders is, is that life is just crazy. It is hectic and it is full. Um, our, our plates, our calendars, our children's schedules, they are all just full. And it can be really easy for many of us to just hop in our car and simply cruise through life and realize much too late that every Sunday we left Jesus in a building. We didn't take him with us. See, Jesus, he said in the book of John that he is life. When he said he is the way, the truth, and the life. He also said that he came to bring life and life to its full. When we leave him inside of a box, inside of a building, that's not taking Jesus and making him the life that he is. And so life at home's goal is to take life Jesus, home, outside of these doors, outside of these walls, and to make him a part of our everyday circumstances, make him a normal part of our experience of, of just life, families, whatever it is. So one of the resources that, that we, we find in this Life at Home resource is 120-day campaigns. And, and this is our first campaign, and we are actually really excited about this because these campaigns are, are campaigns of intentionality. For 120 days, we as a church are going to be intentional about doing something together, focusing on something together. And so this campaign that we're starting is called Prayer 752. Prayer. Now, I'm sure some of you are probably thinking, haven't we done this already? We already did a thing on prayer together. And the short answer to that is yes, we did. And, and we did a series actually two years back, two, two and, and a half, half years, years back. back. He, he keeps reminding me. Um, <laughs> and he's gonna, Pastor Dan's going to talk more about that. It was called the prayer circle. 
And, and the results of that were pretty amazing. So why are we doing this again? Because the results were pretty amazing. <laughs> why not pray as a church? You know, Richard Foster, which some of the resources that we have for you come from his book on prayer, um, he says this, God is inviting you and me to come home, to come home to where we belong, to come home to that for which we were created. His arms are stretched out wide to receive us. His heart is enlarged to take us in. You see, from the first moment that God breathed his breath of life inside of Adam, until now, God's desire is to communicate, to be with us. We just came back from this, this conference and the whole uh, point of this conference that, that, that the junior high kids and, and I went on um, was this concept of with. Being with God. We were created to be with him and created to be with each other. And that's what this whole campaign is about. Being with God and being with each other through prayer because there is nowhere closer to be with God than through prayer. You know, it's with prayer that we find peace from worry. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It's with prayer that we can be confident that God will tell us what we need to know. James 1, 5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Prayer will change you. But it won't just change you. When we pray together, it will change us. And so for ECOB, that's what we're going to be spending the next 120 days intentionally focusing on is prayer. And specifically in three different ways, and that's what Pastor Dan's going to talk about. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to take your stand. Um, you have your paper. So does, does anybody remember uh, this? If, if you were a part of ECOB two and a half years ago, we uh, spent some time uh, talking about the circle maker and how God has created us all to be circle makers. The idea is that we, we circle stuff, we, we pray over stuff, and there were hundreds of these plastered on the walls, and you were challenged to pray boldly, um, going before God, dreaming about some things that seemed absolutely impossible, but knowing God was able. Well, I've got two stories for you. One story um, involves uh, one that actually I think there were like two or three or more of these up here. One of them was right over here in this side. And I remember looking at it and thinking, oh God, I want that so badly. But man, I'll tell you, my faith was struggling. I was struggling to believe it. But we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And it involved hundreds of thousands of dollars that this church was in debt. And most of you know that as of the middle of January, we are debt-free. So, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's worth a woo-hoo. Um, and so, so that in itself, I absolutely believe God, God made that happen through us as we went to him and prayed over this. 
And I'm glad because I, I thought it would happen. I didn't think it happened as quickly as it did. Praise God for that. Mm-hmm. But I have another story that is um, more individual in some ways. I had a sweet, uh, sweet friend who came up last week. She's a member of this church. And she said, Pastor Dan, she said, uh, I owe you an apology. And I'm like, really? It's usually the other way around. <laughs> so I'm usually having to apologize to you all. And she said, I want to tell you what's been going on with our prayer circle. And she shared with me about a family member who uh, she wrote on one of these circles and was on these walls. She and her husband prayed over it. But so did many of you. Because you remember there were weeks when we said, go grab a circle that's not yours and lay your hands on it and pray on it. In fact, we remember, uh, I remember, but we talked about when uh, there were times during the week, during that emphasis, where we'd walk in, there was no event, nothing scheduled, and there'd be people in here praying over those circles. This was one of those circles. And she said to me, she said, Dan, we had a family member deep in addiction. And she said, God's... Uh, God's not completed this story yet, but deep in addiction, wanted no help, um, struggling with custody of children, all of this. She said, we believed that we were going to get a call and they were going to tell us that this family member was, was dead because of her addiction. And she said, I've got great news to report. She said, this person is recovering. They're working on getting some custody back with their child and they are in recovery. They're in a recovery program right now. Actually, if I remember correctly, she's, she's attending a church. In fact, I, I do know that's the case. So not only does prayer just get us results like Josh said, it, it transforms us. Because many of you had a part of that story that probably till today you didn't know God had been doing. God had been working. That's the power of this intentionality. You know, during the circle maker, sometimes we said, hey, be praying or just pray more, which is a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. But we want to give you some very specific ways to do that. And as you do that, you know that others in your church family are also praying these same things. Because as Paul says in Ephesians 3, and, and we read about in the many prayers of Paul in that book, he talks about us knowing more Us knowing how deep, how wide, how high is the love of Christ. That's what prayer will do. Now, we don't say any of this because we think none of us are praying. I mean, come on. We we hear evidences of that all the time. But we want to be in a season, an intentional season, that we're going to do three things. The first one's noted by the number seven. We are challenging ourselves and one another to pray seven times a week individually. And we want to pray specifically about opportunities to share life and share Christ. If you remember, this is our mission. We are to go out and we are to share our lives and what God is doing, how we're walking with Jesus, and in that, share about who he is with others. Not just that already know him, but those that also don't know him. And so seven times a week, we're asking you, pray. This is such an important thing because this church has a very rich history of prayer. One of our measures of a spiritual disciple is one whose needs devoted is, is devoted to praying. Number five, the number five 
So seven times a week individually. We want to uh, challenge one another to pray five times a week with your family for God to be more involved in your lives. Now what we all know from Scripture is God's, uh, God wants to be involved. Who gets in the way? Us, right? We stay in the way of that. So we're praying for God to transform us in that. Some of you may say, well, I live by myself. And, and I... Um, Find family members. Maybe some of you have children that are out of the home. Call them, okay? Find ways to connect with them. But gather with family five times a week. Moms and dads, what an opportunity beyond praying and thanking for the fruit to use that time or other times and pray together as a family five times a week. Grandpas and grandmas, what a legacy you can leave in prayer. Pull your grandchildren aside or call them on the phone and pray for them, over them, and with them. It really reinforces our value of generations together. The number two, the last piece. A lot of times when we pray, it just is about praying more. That's not what this campaign is about. It's about being intentional. But to really grow in prayer, we have to have accountability. And when we're praying individually, we don't always have accountability. Even when we're praying as our family, sometimes the accountability is not there. We want you to find one other person, somebody that you know that can be there to spur you on and twice a week with that prayer partner. For those of you that are married, maybe it is your spouse. That's fine. But maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's a brother or sister in Christ. And we're asking, we're engaging in praying for God to continue to reveal to this church where he is leading us. So it's praying for all of us. It's praying for leadership as well and for the vision of this church. So seven, five, and two. And so we're going to talk about some ways to help you with that here in just a moment. But one of the ways we're going to do that is we are actually going to spend some time uh, on Sunday morning in worship through messages and, and prayer and song. And Pastor Matt's going to talk a little bit about of, of the shape that's going to take. Uh, I don't know if you remember Chris Farley, anybody? Remember Chris Farley from the 90s? He was kind of like the John Candy of the 90s bumbling big guy, and I remember a sketch he was on in Saturday Night Live where he would interview people. I don't know what it was, you know, if it was for TV or whatever he was supposed to be doing, but he was such a terrible interviewer, and, and then he, and he would come to realize it too. Well, one in particular I remember, he was interviewing Paul McCartney. Now, Paul McCartney, you know, from the Beatles and such a, you know, great uh, songwriter and musician. Um, well, he was interviewing Paul McCartney, and he was asking kind of silly questions. And, and then he gets to one, and, and, and he says, do you remember the time when you were in the Beatles with John Lennon and George and Ringo? Paul's just kind of nodding, like, and, and, and Chris says, that was great. <laughs> and eventually, Chris Farley starts to understand that he is asking these really stupid questions. And he would say, he would, he would just kind of pound his head like, stupid, stupid, stupid. And I wonder if you and I have ever felt like that when it comes to prayer. Especially when we are praying in a group or with other people out loud. Do you ever feel like that? You see, talking to God 
can sometimes feel awkward. And you would think, though, that, that prayer is just talking. It shouldn't be that difficult. And yet we feel that way sometimes, I think, because God, while He can be very familiar and we can speak to Him as friend and friend, as father and son, well, He is also so other than us. He is so holy, so majestic that it's sometimes difficult for us to make that you know, connection well, during this campaign, we're going to explore types of prayer here on Sunday morning, and, and the neat thing is that we're going to try these out during our 752 times. So uh, whatever type of prayer we're looking at next Sunday, use it the next, you know, the next week. So kind of a lab exercises, if you will. Uh, one of these types of prayers uh, is uh, inward prayer. It's one where we are seeking the transformation that we need. This is becoming who God originally, this is about us becoming who God originally intended for us to be. Uh, one of these types that you might call it is, is called the prayer of examine. And we have been doing this often. It's something we did earlier where we look and, and we ask God, what is going on in my life? What is it that, that I'm doing or have done or thought or said that displeases you? And, and we ask God to point that out, and then we confess of that. So that's one type. Another one would be formation prayer, where we're asking God to, to change me, change something about my character. And, and when you ask God that, he will start to point things out. And, but he's so gentle. He doesn't give you the, the everything all at once. He gives you some of those, you know, let's start here, let's start there. So, uh, we are called to ask the Spirit to renew our thoughts, our attitudes, to put on our new nature, to, to be created uh, like God is truly righteous and holy. This can be painful. You know, we don't, I don't know about you, but I don't like being corrected. I like being right. Anybody else that way, or is it just me? Okay. I don't like playing the wrong chord, for instance. I hate that. I want to play the right ones. There's all kinds of things going on with that, but um, we don't like being corrected, and that is involved in this process of transformation. Um, and then there's also the idea that we don't like to release. We don't want to let go of some things that keep us from becoming like Jesus. And the cool thing is, Jesus modeled this for us like no, no one else could. He is God, and he gave up his rights to be among us and to die on the cross. So he, he definitely released, um, released his, his uh, rights there. Uh, another type of prayer is more of an upward prayer, and that's where you see the triangles kind of going up. And th these are prayers that draw us closer to God, prayers that express our adoration and, and even meditation on who God is. And here's an example of one. By the way, right in the middle of your Bible is a prayer book, Psalm Psalms are filled with prayers, all types of prayers. One of those that is this type. It's a psalm of adoration, and it's 145. It says, I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. 
I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. And it just goes on. I didn't even want to stop. It's such a wonderful psalm. You might just turn to 145 and use that one this week, although we're not using those prayers yet, but you can still use Psalm 145. So there's also another Psalm 27.4 that says, one thing I've asked of the Lord, one thing that I will seek, and that is to to, uh, dwell in God's house forever meditating in his temple, beholding his beauty. These types of prayers are prayers that don't stop. These are prayers that maybe you said amen, or I don't know, over and out, whatever you might want to say. Uh, But the the discourse, the conversation is ongoing. We continue talking with God. Anybody remember um, dial-up internet? Remember that? You had to plug it into your phone line and, you know, it would do all that, that noise and it was really loud. And um, then if you were online and somebody would call you, it would kind of kick you off and then you were mad at that person for calling you. Um, they, they have no idea what I know, about. none. They're like, really? None. How did you survive? <laughs> no idea, no idea. Well, the difference between talking with God is not this dial-up idea. It's not, okay, now let me, you know, get out the right words to say and, and then and, and tap into, and, and, and you get, you know, AOL or whatever it might be. It's not like that. It, it's more like the phone you have in your pocket that's always on. It's always on. So it's more like that because you're always connected. You don't leave this room, this building, and go away, and it's, you, you have no more connection unless you, some of you are on Wi-Fi or something. <laughs> I know some of you guys do that. So the idea is that you're always connected. So that's what these prayers are about. We become enveloped. We become consumed by God. Hebrews 12 says, Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God our God is a devouring fire, a consuming fire. So these are prayers of intimacy, upward prayers. And then we look at outward and this is all about seeking the ministry that we need. Now, personally, I'm more drawn to the up and in types of prayers, more so than the out prayers. And that probably tells you something about me. But <laughs> when we are transformed and we are, when we are brought closer to God, we begin to move beyond uh, the concerns for myself and we move to the concerns of others and the world. So prayer changes us. The, the ones who pray, but also prayer affects, as we were just looking about or talking about, prayer affects change. James 5 says that, that our prayers are powerful, that they have results. We, so we pray about perceived needs, uh, things that people ask you to pray for them about. I, I got a message from a close friend of mine this past week who um, just was diagnosed with a type of blood cancer. And he's my age, he's like 40. And I thought, wow. And so my heart has been aching for him, constantly lifting him up in prayer. Um, and so we pray for those types of needs, but we, uh, God also begins to lead us to pray for others according to his will. So my prayer for my friend isn't only, although this would be huge, healing, but also, and maybe more importantly, that God would somehow be glorified in the midst of, of this tragedy. So we pray for those outward, that we look outside of, outside of us, 
God draws us upward into intimacy and, and being transformed also inward. So those are the types of prayers that we're going to be looking at over the next 120 days. Uh, James 1.22 is, is a pretty familiar passage to our youth group. Um, when we meet on Sunday nights, um, for those of you who want to know, it's 6 o'clock. Uh, when we meet on Sunday nights, um, it's called doer groups. And James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Um, but the NASB version of the Bible says, actually, be doers of the word. And, and so for us, we don't want to just say, hey, we're doing this prayer 752 thing. Have fun. Um, we want to provide you with resources We want to provide you for ways to make it really simple and make it very likely so that you can make it happen in your home. And so um, each one of you, uh, each family today, or each family unit, I guess is a good way of saying it, will take home a packet of information. Um, And it's not just a packet of information, it's a packet of fun little things too. Um, One of the fun things is a prayer calendar. And uh, each of these resources that are in these these packets come with an explanation of what it is and how to use it and what to do with it. Um, But but on this calendar, you can take it, you can can put it on your refrigerator, and you get a nice, pretty little dry erase marker to go with it. Um, and, And what you can do is every day you can write a seven. Or maybe you get with your kids and your kids... Uh, if, if you really want to do this, tell your kids that you're doing this and they will hold you accountable to it. Uh, Dad, did you do your seven today? Uh, yes. And, and so have them write the seven with you or, or when you do it as a family, five times, write a five on there. And, and then when you, when you pray with your prayer partner, write a two so that not only are you being held accountable to it, but your, your family, you're holding each other accountable to it. Um, And then we have this other neat part uh, on this calendar where each week we assess as a family or or as an individual, what am I going to do to be more inward, to have God change me, more upward to draw near to God, and more outward to to pray for and with others. And so um, there's a question that you ask each week and you come up with it uh, together how can I or we be more transformed through prayer this week? That's the, up, that's the inward prayer. The upward prayer, or the upward activity is how can I or we draw closer to God through prayer this week? And, and then the outward focus is how can we use prayer to guide us as we share life and share Christ this week? Um, so this is, this is one piece that you will find in your packet. Um, the next piece is not that one, not that one. Oh, I'll just pull both of them out. Okay, um, these actually you won't find in your packet. They're on the tables. There, there are four tables in this room. Um, this is a, the discipleship appraisal. Um, when we first launched Life at Home, each one of us, or hopefully each one of us, took a spiritual appraisal. Um, Pastor Matt talked about the prayer of examine. And in a few weeks, we're going we're gonna to learn more about the prayer of examine where, where we ask God, we say, search my heart. Know me. 
and, and tell me what I'm doing that, that needs to be made right. And so the prayer of, of examine, this is, this is a prayer of examine. This is asking God to, where am I, God, with you? And, and, and teach me what I need to do to make it right. So, and, and there are different ones for, for, for wherever, whatever stage in life you're in. There's, there's a different kind of appraisal for you. So pick one of those up. Uh, everybody gets one of these. Um, and and uh, then this is inside of your packet. And this is probably the most important uh, piece of information inside of your packet. It's a prayer guide. Um, it explains on the front what the seven, the five, and the two are, so you can keep remembering what they are. But when you open it up, inside are, are just some really practical and simple tools to start praying. If you've never prayed before, it's to start praying. Or, or if you've never prayed as a family, some really quick jumpstart prayers to, to start praying as a family together. Um, there's... there's Tools for yourself to begin praying on a more regular basis. So uh, this is a really, really useful uh, tool. And, and one of my favorite parts in here is something called piggyback strategies. We understand that life is crazy. So blocking out a particular portion of time for just prayer may be hard for you to find. Um, I encourage you to do that. But maybe you have time that you're, you're using and you can just piggyback on top of that. Maybe it's a commute to work or when you take your kids to school or something like that where you can be intentional about prayer. Um, and then the last part of this, this prayer guide, and actually I would love for all of you to pull out your bulletins. If you have a bulletin with you this morning, um, pull out your bulletin. Inside you will see what's called, there's a lot of stuff in your bulletin today you may notice. Um, uh, but you will see something called an action plan. Um, if any of you are like me, uh, you have a lot of, of places in your life where you want to be intentional about doing something, but you, you get all these high hopes and dreams, and then all of a sudden, if you don't do it right then and there, you forget. How many of you have ever gotten a text and you're like, you open it up and you're like, oh, I'll respond later and you never respond? Has that ever happened to anybody? Yeah, you, you guys are much, much more responsible than I am. Okay, well, um, this is your action plan. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you three to five minutes to do it now, to start it. And we want you to understand just as much as, as we understand for ourselves, this isn't just something that we're asking the church to do and just do it. We want you to be intentional about 120 days of praying so we can all be praying together for 120 days. And so uh, some of this stuff, it may not make sense until you have the actual prayer guide in your hand. But what I do want to encourage you to do and, and where it really does start is understanding what time are you going to give to it? Where are you going to block out time to give to this? And, and so when you're reading through this, that's where you need to start thinking. And what we really want to encourage you to start writing down is what time are you going to give to praying intentionally about the seven, the five, and the two? And then the preparations. What do you need to do to prepare for? What kind of materials do you need to buy? What, what uh, resources do you need? Uh, write that down down here too. And then um, we're going to close with a song and then 
We have a few more things to tell you, but I'm going to pray and then take three to five minutes and begin your action plan for prayer 752. Okay? Father, um, it is amazing how you allow us to come to you to simply talk. And you don't just stand there and let us talk to you, but you also respond. And you, you, you listen and you, you, you act in, in ways that only you can. Lord, our hope and our desires is that with this campaign, lives are changed. And, and Lord, they're changed because they're just talking to you. And, and we're becoming closer to you and drawing near to you. Lord, you seek after us and you, you sought after us. You've, you've come for us through your son, Jesus. And now let us respond just with conversation and, and, and listening. And, and God, let this be a time where you use us to not only change each other, but to change this world, to change this community. Pray this in your name. Amen.